I find that when I'm not doing something, that's when the existential dread creeps in. Yeah, I, I just masturbate a lot. I mean, that helps for... Oh, you know, man, why are you going to start there? Where do you go you. from there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cool. There's how many minutes left in the day now that I got to contend with? Oh, no. HDS is back in... I wasn't going to bring it up, but he done did it. No, he didn't. No, it didn't happen. There's no HDS. Yeah. Yeah, Ken. Ken, we're gonna start. We're gonna start a segment called the Grit City Podcast Hard Dick Stories. And it's gonna be like a true, true crime podcast. Okay. Or and actually, I know one uh, story that I can think of right off the bat that is uh, disgusting and hilarious. I'm excited. Well, see, doesn't everybody have right? one? Mm-hmm. Oh, or two. I guess I got to write that down because now I think it's, now I think it's actually a thing. Oh shit. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Why is Scott muted? <laughs> uh, I think Scott's, um, well... Oh, there I'm, I'm muted because my dog is in the room whining and she won't lay down. And I don't mm. want you guys to listen to that. I got to take a baby. picture of my cat. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Well, God, everybody, this is. Uh, man, we're getting really. I think we're getting worse at this. Well, maybe I should start with the intro. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I am Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater. What? Ooh. That's a good one. Who's pumpkin? This pumpkin spice liquor that I still have from nice. a couple of weeks back, and it's now in a coffee. It's delicious. Oh, killer. Hey, Scott, do you want to say hey, you? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm Jeff. Jeff got back from uh, taking a picture of his cat, so we're all here full force. Brogan's drinking pumpkin spice coffee booze. I've got the uh, I've got the eggnog screwball coffee going on today, and uh, what's everyone else drinking? I got a Schilling's uh, grapefruit and chill, nice hard cider. Yeah, that's a favorite of the old wife ski there, the old Schilling. Oh man, I found the best cider spot in Tacoma. Ooh, where? Uh, it's uh, it's cider and cedar. It's Whoa. a couple of blocks. Say that so. <laughs> yeah, so it's if you're leaving Malarkey's, you're looking out the front door of Malarkey's. Yeah. It's on the other side of the street. Oh yeah. Down a block and a half. They have the best ciders I've ever had in my life. It's and pretty the people cl- that own it are cool too. Yeah, it's pretty close to Infinite Soups and the Hobnob. I'm looking it up yeah, right now. I'll put up the map on across the, the street from the from the the Mexican dance place with the guy poking the lizard with a stick on the window. <laughs> what? I don't yeah, even dude, have know you never seen the front of that building? No, like I've the little never heard the little Mexican dance place. They have these cartoons that are like window painted on there, oh. and one of them is this this uh, Hispanic guy with his little uh, caballero cowboy hat, squatted down with a stick, poking a lizard. It's huh. hilarious. Wow, I have seen this as well. We we walked by it many times. <laughs> and I, I, I'm yeah. gonna have to go out there and say that's probably not. Uh, uh, wh- oh shit! There it is. Yeah, the La Unica. Okay, sorry. Yeah. What, what was that, Jeff? I don't think that that port- portrait is historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's yeah, it's the, just a being alive. Yeah, the La Unica Tacoma, which is a language yeah. school, and it has a dude poking a lizard right on the thing, All right there. Yeah, and also we went to the Grit City Cider Company. So uh, Cedar and Cider, or Cider and Cedar, whatever they're, we'll just call them that. Yeah, they are Cider and Cedar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, They don't make their own. They just source really great cedar, or cider (laughs) and cedar. Because the the reason they call it uh, Cider and Cedar is that the guy that owns it, it's he and his wife, he also does, uh, like, live-edge custom cedar woodworking. 
Nice. Oh, got yeah. Some really cool stuff in there. His stuff but the Grit City Cider cool. Company, which is just, uh, it's right next door to the Broken Spoke there by 1111 on MLK and 11th. Yeah. Uh, they've only been open a little while, and their stuff is really good too, but they make everything there. Nice. So, I, I love just, 11, I did, 11. Yeah. We, yeah. They, uh, they're the ones right now. So the Valley's not doing their uh, Reuben or the um, vegan Reuben, but the 1111 is. But and, I mean, it's the same it's the same guys. It's Peterson Bros. So we've been getting a lot of uh, the those from there. Fucking love them. Uh, I did just actually... Uh, we have a Discord, you guys. I've been drinking, so this is going to be rough today. I think that's what that's what we're <laughs> talking on right now. Right? Yes, exactly. Uh, we're doing live broadcasts, right. and if you follow our social media, you'll be able to find all of that. But if you hop into that, we've got plenty of ways for us to chat. Jeff just posted a picture of his cat in our Discord chat, and we have a new channel because Brogan brought up a couple of places uh, that we have called Shoutouts. So if you've been to a place, or if you want to promote basically anything, I mean. Not like people's OnlyFans or stuff. Keep that to like normal stuff. No, you can post that in here too. All right, yeah, that's fine. fine. I'm, I'm I, I support All right, that. fine. All right, all right, fine. Yeah. But I, w- I was kind of thinking more along the line of restaurants you've been to or your friends' podcasts and shit like that. So um, yeah, that, those things are, are good it, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just threw one in there right now for cedar and cider or cider and cedar. God damn it! Um, for some reason, um, we get a lot of search results for. Uh, uh, ma- massage parlors. What? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't Great know why massage, massage parlors. It's based on your history, Scott. I no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we actually get clicks, click throughs for that, and I don't know why. I can't figure out why. Um, but I mean, you can post those here too if you want. <laughs> and uh, the 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 comment you might not have recognized that voice, but you kind of should have. He's been on plenty of times. It's Ken Carlson. Ken, how are you doing, dude? Howdy, I'm good. Uh, how's it going? It's going really well. I mean, I've uh, I've started as you should start off every Sunday with my boozy coffee and um, other things. Hell yeah, I'm I'm still on coffee, but I'm about to crack open a Mac and Jacks after that. Nice, nice. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, popping in. I mean, it's a Sunday morning, but I mean, nobody's doing anything right now. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me so much. It's uh, you know we live in uh, very unusual times, so yeah, I think everybody is quite aware of that. Uh, last Saturday was when we recorded, and that was our non um, non Clownvis Clownvis hype episode. Hmm. And uh, we uh, Clownvis, I think, took off this weekend as well. So uh, I uh, just from his normal YouTube uh, shenanigans uh, because he had his appendix removed. I unfortunately had mentioned the fact that he probably had was hungover. Uh, maybe too hungover <laughs> to uh, podcast with us, but no, it was apparently appendicitis, and he had his appendix removed. So get better, clown this, and hopefully you didn't listen to this, and uh, we'll still get you on. But yeah, anybody out there who's listening to us, downloading, hoping for more clown this stuff, juggalos, don't worry, we'll get them on eventually, and we'll make all of that happen. Ken, have you heard of clown this? Uh, just from you guys uh, posting stuff. All right, you should like check him out. He's weird, and I think <laughs> okay. I, I think you would appreciate it. You know. Nice. You do kind of uh, a lot of strange things. Uh, right. You know. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I was thinking of things that Clownvis could do if he wanted to change it up a bit. Do you think, because I, I think so, he would make a great horror movie host. Oh, like Sven- like Elvira. Yeah, yeah, like Elvira or Sven Gulli. Totally. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Gilbert Godfrey uh, All Night. Oh, yeah. Those were great. Yeah. Billy Wasn't, Joe Bob uh, Briggs. Yeah, Billy Bob or whatever. Yeah, Billy Bob yeah. Briggs. I don't even remember who Billy Bob Briggs is. He was a guy that was on before uh, before they gave it to Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, really? Yeah, he was great. I, I used to watch Billy all Bob, that Billy stuff. Bob's the one I remember mostly. He still does it. Uh, I think it's all on uh, like Shutter. Yeah, Shutter, the okay. Shutter channel. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy Bob. It was. We can only get him on the. He got a new resurgence when he went to Shutter. They really promoted him. We could probably. Oh, it's Joe Bob. It's Joe Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, Does he have a? uh, Does he have a a cameo? We can get him to say something. We're trying to figure out, Ken. We're trying to figure out people who we want to get to cameo our shit. Uh, His show is uh, last (laughs) the the last drive-in on Shutter. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Well, now I kind of want to watch stuff on Shutter. Look at that. I know. I'm I'm about ready to pull the trigger. I've got so many other um, viewing apps that I'm just kind of like, 
um, burnt out on all the things. I mean, I got plenty of shit to watch. I've been watching Animaniacs on Hulu. Oh man, there's there's too much content right now. It's uh, it's well, really absurd. Well, fortunately, we can't go anywhere. I mean, that's all you can do. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of video games and watching a lot more television than I really actually kind of like to watch. Right. But uh, getting through um, all of uh, that sort of stuff. And that's kind of why like, I'm watching random YouTube shows, too. Just to be like, let's see what the fuck's going on with this. You got... Yeah, hey. Ac- oh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, well, I was going to say, if it's okay, can I ask uh, Ken a question? Yeah. So, yeah. Ken, so I was making a list last night, and I was totally overstoned last night. Oh. And I was trying to... This, this, now, this is the question that I wanted to ask, was what genre of... Um, film you know inspires you to do your work okay so that's what i was trying to write so when i woke up this morning to read my questions it said <laughs> what what gonorrhea <laughs> wait wait you could movies actually... inspired you so instead of genre you are actually able to write and spell out gonorrhea <laughs> what the... oh okay i was just like wow See, that shit's based on your history, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So what type of gonorrhea uh, inspires you, Ken? Man. He just left. He's like, I got on. (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry. I was cracking open my Mac and Jacks. What sort of gonorrhea inspires me? Um, Well, the kind that I don't have is uh, generally pretty awesome. I like mine a little brown with some red specks. In it. Okay, <laughs> okay. God damn it. Dude, that was going to get started. gross. Thanks, oh. Jeff. No, so, like, do you have a genre that you, like, go to, like, if you're thinking of inspiration or just, like, when you're doing uh, other things? <clears throat> no, I, I actually don't necessarily have... I, I don't know that I have a, a favorite genre uh, of, like, movies and TV. I guess, like, comedy and science fiction, really, are, are kind of my jams uh, for that kind of stuff. Inspiration really, I think, happens mostly when uh, when you're doing something, right? It's like the the sort of the, the gears of creativity when they're when they're not moving, they're not moving, and nothing's being generated. And it's it's it is definitely a catch two too that in order to get them moving and generating ideas, you have to like start it, right? Um, so it's like there'll be nothing in my head when I sit down to write, but you just got to okay. like force myself to write, and then. You know, 15 minutes later, there's more ideas coming than I can handle. And I I don't know. It's like motion begets motion kind of thing. And I mean, you're doing all sorts of stuff, too, because you sent me. I mean, I saw uh, you had posted. I don't know how how public you had posted the comic book, um, but that was super awesome. And now you're even doing um, a, a lot of writing where you're putting it out pretty frequently, right? Right, yeah. So I'm doing a, a instead of doing like the National Novel Writing Month challenge uh, oh, yeah. this year, I decided to write and publish, self-publish kind of, or just put it up on the internet as I write it. Uh, one chapter a week of this uh, story that's a historic fiction story about uh, you know the town of Concrete, Washington, uh, during the War of the Worlds broadcast in 1938 when a transformer exploded, cut power to the town. Uh, so in my version of the story, everybody in the town, uh, you know, grabs their guns and goes out to fight Martians. Nice. Uh, at this point, uh, I've written four chapters of it. And all I've done really is introduce characters and get to the point where the explosion happens while these people are listening to the radio. But uh, very soon I need to get into, you know, the the grit of what is what is actually happening in this town. But yeah, I've got I've got a novel that's out with beta readers right now. It's a it's a fantasy novel that I'm I'm really excited to get published, but I need some some more critique on it. I've got the comic book that I'm kind of holding off to do more issues of the comic book and, and get that published until after I finish with the novel thing. And then Roscoe, the junkyard cat just went yeah. up on Amazon a couple days ago and, uh, and there's enter the mind dungeon and man, you know, it's like, like <laughs> you gotta stay busy. You gotta, and, and I work full time as well as a carpenter. So, um, standing still is like, it's death, you know? Jesus, yeah. you make us all look bad. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hate like, hate like, hate like. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a, a question for you, Ken. Yeah, what's up, man? Going back to your um, where you're where you're doing the chapter, your concrete. What was what was the name of that, real quick? Uh, I'm calling it Concrete Terror. Okay, and um, let me. Uh, I'll post up a link here. Oh, excellent. 
Um, do you uh, do you have an outline, like a, a, an idea ahead of time, like where where you are going to go with this, how it's all going to wrap up, or are you just kind of um, see where it takes you as you're writing? Uh, I, I am I am 100% a discovery writer. I don't plan shit, <laughs> um, and sometimes that's great, and sometimes it's bad. Uh, the great <laughs> thing about it is I always get surprised by what happens because uh, it, it's just coming to me as as I write. So I don't. You know, I don't know where I'm going, uh, but that's bad because eventually I get to a point where I'm like, oh, shit, I got to I got to figure out actually some sort of uh, a plot here and, and where, to, where to take this. <laughs> and I think Neil, Neil Gaiman actually has a really good quote on that. And he's like, the first draft is you telling the story to yourself. Um, and then you go back through and you edit it to make it seem like you knew where you were going all along. And so that's kind of my method. All right, cool. That works. So, um, my pet peeves about movies. Oh, here is, we go. Is, 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 <laughs> well, well, is the ending of movies. I see some really good, um, and I, I really like the do-it-yourself type of movies um, because I kind of understand that as a, a photographer, when I take a picture, I want, I want to get what's out in my head out on that picture. So, if you don't get it, that's your problem. So, you, you know, but that was in my head at the time. So, when I see movies, independent movies, I understand, I go in understanding this is coming out of their head. Okay. That's so that part, but it seems like it's just seems to be a more and more I'm seeing really quick endings. Like they have this great story going all the way to the last like oh, 20 yeah. minutes. And then they kind of wrap it up like, and everybody died or everybody lived. Oh, look, the rain stopped, you know, and everybody went home. You know? Oh man, <laughs> nothing can ruin a movie like a cheap ending. Right. So what would be the cause of that? My cause is I was thinking like, well, they ran out of money. Uh, you know? <laughs> That's what I always think too. Man. Yeah. Yep. I don't think they ran out of money, man. I think it all starts with the script. It's that's the blueprint for where you're going. And uh, like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause there's a movie that I watched and I loved it all the way through it. I was like, this is, this is an amazing experience. And then something about the ending just, was just so hollow that it it tainted the whole movie for me. Right. Yeah, uh, that's the whole thing. It's like I want to skip forward to the last 20 minutes, and even if it has a great ending, I wouldn't even be pissed to go back and watch the rest, knowing the ending, just because <laughs> right. it would save me two hours of, of getting involved. Um, oh, so I'm going to jump around. The, the movie <laughs> on... Uh, I think it's Hulu called Monsterland. It's not a movie. It's a um, one of those where where they show a different uh, an analog series, analog uh, series called anthology. Monsterland. Anthology. Anthology. Yeah. There we go. Thank you very much. And these, I'm not going to tell any of them, but if you watch it, they're too surreal. Like their endings don't make no sense. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> And it's just like they're over the line on the other side of my pet peeve of being like, I just don't understand what's going on. I don't even have a clue what's going on. Right. It's like not accessible. It's too, uh, you know, abstruse, difficult to understand. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that, too. Um, I got a lot of opinions, man. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What's that one? That one imprint? shit they do like horror movies and weird uh i want to say a seven or something like that but that's not right what was that movie with uh natalie portman where she went to investigate like the space mucus that was all over annihilation the yes annihilation um nice man space mucus? Like, what well you know whatever it was this movie <laughs> it wasn't a space mucus. It was like a space shimmery rainbow. Yeah, and that that was the that was the one that had the uh, the bear scene. Yes, the bear yeah. scene. Yeah, like uh, yeah, the bear was like screaming in people. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, the, the bear was a very well done scene. Super, super cool. But like for the most part, it's like let's just. I feel like somebody's like, hey, if we just have a bunch of like really long shots of people just standing around staring at the scenery, people will think that our movie is really deep and thoughtful and intellectual. <laughs> right. And 
And uh, this this particular imprint makes a lot of movies like that. And I'm like, what is the point of showing people standing around looking at things for these really extended long shots? I don't know. I don't get it. Sometimes right? sometimes it feels like it's padding and it really kind of uh, it, it. You think that if it's like uh, a big budget movie or like a wide release that they're doing it for some sort of reason like that. But right. when you're watching like an ultra indie movie. And I don't want to bag on them too much, but there was one that we watched in a theater by ourselves with the director, and oh, it had I... a lot of walking scenes. Oh shit! Are you calling me out? No, <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> no. So, uh, but, but in the middle afterwards, a really weird sex scene too. But oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but the. I was going to talk to uh, Ken. I mean, I'm fucking high as fuck, right? <laughs> that same that same movie that Justin uh, was talking about. He did these uh, shots like overhead into a bathroom stall with four people standing in this stall, and it was incredible, right? Like, yeah, he could have shot the whole entire movie around that. It would have been epic. That was and a really I'm cool still- scene, actually. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Each time he would go meet, it was like their their secret meeting place, you know, <laughs> and they would talk over stuff, kind of like their Hall of Justice. I thought that was right. fucking brilliant, and the whole setup was like, how did he do that? Because it didn't, you didn't feel claustrophobic, uh, you know, to a point where you're distracted, but you could tell they were in close proximity or proximities, but yet it wasn't muffled, it wasn't exaggerated, it was just so cool. You just got this and it cool felt, feeling. yeah, it felt claustrophobic. Which yeah. is like you're trying to get those, you know, get those feelings out there and get the the spark that emotion thing. Good call on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's hard to like figure out what's going to evoke uh, a feeling in someone, right? And, and and so I I so that's my new focus on movies that shoot when everybody's standing close together instead of the wide <laughs> walk, well, walk, walking part. Well, well, Jeff, it'll be a little awkward now because with filming, people can't be close at all. I know. It's right? true. I just checked out this movie that was on. Uh, on demand it was into the labyrinth i just dropped the link it's an italian film it was literally like david lynch and frank miller had a baby really it was huh. great oh it was great uh a lot of subtitles and you guys know how much i hate to read but, uh <laughs> yeah it was quite a thing <laughs> Ooh, interesting Dustin Hoffman's in it. yeah and it was it's a mystery you know it's a you know it's a it's about you know, some psycho that's kidnapped people and puts them in a in a labyrinth for years. Damn. So yeah, if you're in our Discord channel, well, if you're listening right now, you can check out uh, Ken. He dropped a couple of links to Concrete Terror, Chapter One and Two there, so you can check that out. Um, yeah, and there's there's two more chapters. There's a Chapter Three and a Chapter Four that I just put up there this morning. So yeah, it's it's pre- I think it's pretty fun. Nice. And then yeah, a, oh, I was gonna say we have a coaster question for him too. Oh shit, do we? Yeah. If you uh, join our Discord, you can participate in the coaster questions. And let's see what we got here. Oh, we got from Cowboy, who said, Mr. Carlson, as a director, have you ever butted heads with an actor who had a different idea or on how he or she should play a character? No, I've been fortunate enough to not have had to deal with that. Um, I tend to be pretty easygoing when it comes to that kind of stuff. A lot of it is that I hire actors uh, that I trust and I really want to see what they're going to bring to the role. That's different than what I envisioned. So like, oh. I don't necessarily have a rock solid vision of what I want. What I, what I want is to see what uh, is going to be the result of this collaboration. So, uh, and there have been times where I've disagreed with the direction an actor has wanted to take something. And I just tell them, and generally they've been, they've been good about accepting that. Um, and I think that's part of the, the giving back because I, I do, I am so free with them and let the, let them do, you know, what they want a lot of, a lot of the time. I think maybe, I don't know, at least that's how I explain it to myself in my head. I, I, I love having a collaborative relationship with actors and I, I think that uh, they appreciate it too. As like, I, I guess, I mean, if you've watched any of the things that I've done, you, you, you will notice that I work with a lot of the same people over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and that's cause I, I really enjoy working with them and what they bring to the table. And I mean, like if, it, if like, if anybody hasn't gone out and seen dead drift as well, uh, fantastic series, really love that one as well, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Dead drift was a lot of fun. 
Uh, so lo- it's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, lots honestly. of content yeah. out there, man. It's like it's uh, it's got to be fun just to have your stuff out there for people to watch. It, it is. It's uh, you know, I, I was thinking about how back in the the late '90s when I was making a, a public access TV show, and that was really <laughs> the only way to get it out there. It was before you know YouTube. It was before the internet, and you know, the advent of all of these different streaming platforms and YouTube has really democratized. Uh, independent filmmaking in a way that, you know, now all you need is a phone uh, and an internet yeah. connection yeah. and you can make a movie and put it out there for, for the world to see. Um, so now the challenging part is not about making a movie uh, and putting it online. Now the challenge is how do you get people to watch it? Because <laughs> signal to noise ratio is so, so intense that it's, it's really difficult to, to get somebody's attention and direct them to your thing. Um, uh, as I'm sure you guys are yeah, well aware as a, as a, as a, as a micro niche podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, if, so if uh, you have any tips out there, yo, um, what are they? <laughs> Cause like, seriously, <laughs> right. man, at, like them. at this point, uh, we do it and it's like, I look at the numbers sometimes and I don't even know if they're real or not. And I hate it. Right. But right. it's hilarious. Cause you'll be going along fine. And then all of a sudden, um, one, one, I don't know, platform decides, uh, you know what, we're going to change the way we've looked at numbers and all of a sudden everything's cut in half or everything doubles. Right. And you're right. like, how much is it of this is even real? Right? Yeah. Like, and I mean, that was like just seeing something you're like, Oh my God, all these people, that's so awesome. And then you're like, well, that might be true, but it also might not even like register other people on different platforms. There's no real way to, gauge i know especially with like podcasting but even like if you like look at like youtube numbers that's not the same as like social media engagement and shit like that and i hate having to try to figure this stuff out when all i want to do is talk to people oh totally and like facebook numbers like versus youtube numbers for a video like facebook counts a view if someone scrolls past your video and it auto plays for more than three seconds facebook counts that as a view whereas like youtube is like if someone clicks on your video, they got to watch it for more than three seconds or it doesn't even fucking count. Um, yeah. So yeah, shit, shit is weird. It's, it's hard to get like a, a solid, you know, uh, number that is trustworthy, I guess. And then, and then you got weird stuff that becomes popular for no reason. Like uh, <laughs> 10 years ago, I made a short film with a bunch of people. We called it van job. And it was about this uh, undercover, um, internal affairs officer who poses as a prostitute and okay. plus some corrupt cops. Um, I'll, I'll post a link up to it, but it's pretty good. But the numbers started spiking one day. This was on YouTube. Uh, it's not there anymore, but um, the numbers started spiking. And I looked at the analytics and I saw that the numbers were spiking at this one particular moment in the movie. It was like a 20 minute long movie, but for some reason there was this huge amount of traffic to this, this one moment. And I realized it was a scene where uh, this actor, she kicks one of the guys right in the balls. <laughs> and I was able to follow the links that had linked to it. And apparently someone on a ball busting fetish website had found our movie <laughs> and linked to that one scene. So we got thousands and thousands of views from dudes that were just there to look at this chick kicking some guy in the nutsack. <laughs> Oh my and I was God. like, huh, I, I didn't realize that that was a thing. And, uh, you know, here we are. And there are a there is a large rabbit hole of YouTube fetish sites, dude, stuff you will never, ever see anywhere else. Right. Unless you look through my history. <laughs> or mine, right? Well, yeah, the Internet is for all the, the the weird stuff. It's also for like, I don't know, random shit. Like I've been totally checking out. I mean, I'm on the Tacoma Reddit as much as possible uh-huh. because I have no life. Um, but I just saw <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, totally shifting gears on this though. But I saw that the American Tavern is getting some bullshit thrown at it again. Yeah. Those guys are making some pretty poor decisions. Yeah. On a thread. Apparently they had a co Well, they, they're having a COVID party quote unquote, but they're like, having like a party bus show up dropping off like a crazy amount of people and they just don't give a fuck which is yeah well is lauren culp there with him oh god right (laughs) arguing that he won the election (laughs) 
and like apparently people have been calling like I don't know you call like non-emergency and you're like these are not they're not doing a thing but they're like we're not going to do anything and you're like okay makes sense I guess I don't know I guess I'm just I don't know it just seems so fucking weird man I watched the uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie directed by Matt Reeves, the very first one with James Franco, um, where Caesar's a baby and he, you know, he raises him and he, he take, you know, whatever. You've seen it, right? It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where there's this one scientist who's in the lab and he gets exposed to the virus and he's like coughing and he's coughing up blood. And I'm like, OK, this guy, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, this guy's a scientist. You know, he, he, uh, he's in the biology and whatnot. He realizes that he's been exposed to something and he's coughing up blood. The rational, reasonable thing for him to do is to turn himself in and say, Hey guys, I was exposed to something, but instead he sneaks out of the lab and goes home and like goes shopping and a bunch of other crap. And when I watched that movie years ago, I was like, this is so fucking unrealistic. (laughs) Nobody would do that. But then from what I've seen during this pandemic, I'm like, okay, I was wrong. People are fucking idiots. People just, yeah, they'll just fucking do it. And it's like, ah, like, I'm on the fence at this point in time. I'm like, it's like we're in the worst segment that we've been in, like across the nation. But also, I mean, just flat out here, like Pierce County numbers have been just huge. And I'm like, well, I'm doing what I can, I guess. And I guess I'm just not I'm not going to be going to that place. So I guess if you want to do it, fucking but then I don't know where these people are going to end up at. Cause yeah, like you said, with like that guy going to the store, doing all this stuff while he's coughing up fucking virus blood. Right. Yeah, man. Everybody. Has I don't know. I work inside the, you know? the rules. Like after this, I'm going down to my local bar where there's outdoor seating and everybody's social distance and everybody mm-hmm. sits at their seat. Right. right, and I'm gonna have a beer, and I'm gonna pay one of the guys that had helped me move uh, a bunch of crap for the bottle shop, and just continue to live my life according to the rules of COVID. Right, and that's, that's all you can do. And that's like with you. I mean, even oh. with this point with Cosmic Man, you're just kind of watching this and figuring out how you're gonna have to navigate Horrified. it. Like yeah. I look at all these little businesses going out of business, and I got at some point I got to decide, you know, it, what's is it worth it? To do all this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel it's that... It's definitely a challenge to manage, yeah. you know, manage your business and make it work during these Well, and I've, I've seen... It's you know, hell is, but if it comes down... Like, I understand what the American Tavern's doing. You know, they're like, well, what good is my livelihood? And what good is doing all this stuff for, if, if I'm going to lose everything I own because somebody says I can't have my business? Like, right. yeah. that's a hard place to be. Oh, absolutely. So I can feel for them. I understand... Totally. That, but also there are i guess where they are they don't have the ability to have any outside seating either no they don't well, and it's, so it's they're extra a, boned it's a strange thing when the government comes in and tells you um that you can't make a living you know i mean yeah. whether that's right or wrong i i don't know Ooh. it's just it's strange and as americans we, we're not used to that right so there's going to be some argument i think about this whole yeah thing. absolutely and it's be pushed back. yeah i mean and it's like they're a bar so having to kind of pivot like We've seen a lot of them doing that. Like we even talked about this before, Brogan. Well, like with a bottle shop, at least you can you're pretty good in the terms of being able just to have takeout beer because that's yeah. part of your model. Well, you know, well, and that's what we're working on, right? Because I happen to have the uh, benefit of learning on other people's backs, right? Yeah, because uh, no, when I had this idea, I don't know, when Scott and I were talking about it six years ago, we didn't <laughs> think about, oh, we're going to need rents for pandemics or we're going to need right this, that, or the other thing. And now I'm watching all these other things. I'm like, all right, well, at least now I have a, you know, it's a, it's a cheap lesson for me. Like these other guys are screwed and I feel horrible for them. <laughs> yeah. And you're still just, you're doing your building, man. I loved uh, seeing all the pictures of all the pieces not yeah. put together yet, but it's moving along, man. Oh man, it, it's been quite a thing. Uh, the contractor's going to hopefully put that all together soon. So we're getting there. Maybe, maybe January, maybe beginning of January, late December. At this point, I've just got to you know, slow my roll because I'm not getting anything done anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wanted to, I want to tell you guys about my uh, Tacoma crackhead experience. 
a Tacoma crackhead? Yeah. Yes. Cool. So Friday, uh, I know it was a terrible segue, but uh, Friday <laughs> I ended up, uh, we uh, had to get uh, our new HVAC system in our uh, house. So that was very fun. Right on. Oh, nice. Congratulations, man. Yeah, because apparently when I bought the house, and here's a here's a tip for everyone. When you get your normal like check, make sure you like, I don't know, check your furnace to make sure that like the heat pump that's advertised on your house is actually wired to your house. Huh. And uh, come to find out, uh, no, ours was in fact not. So the heat pump was basically just for show, and our furnace was working overtime. Oh. But we didn't notice because we were still getting air conditioning and like heat and everything, so it was fine. Well, uh, did a normal thing, got that checked out, found out, nope. So we ended up getting a new heat pump and furnace coming in, and that was cool. Uh, shout out to Mercurios because they did it, and it was really uh, pretty solid on that end. But that wasn't the interesting part. The interesting part came at towards the end of the night when they were finishing up, or end of the day, whatever. Um, so the old heat pump was out front and just sitting on the yard before they were uh, going to put it in their, the back of their truck. And all of a sudden, this car, and we've seen her before, this van just like is hauling balls down the street, comes to a stop. Lady pops out of this minivan and comes to the door and asks if she can have the old heat pump. <laughs> I'm like, I look at the guy, and the guy's like, I don't care. We're just going to recycle it. And I'm like, and we, him and I both kind of thought, oh, she's going to go get someone to like do this and get a truck. And they're like, uh, I guess, sure. So, no, she turns her minivan around, pulls it right up next to it, opens up the side door, and then attempts to try to pick it up herself and put it in an already completely packed minivan. Uh, we, we put the kibosh on that. We're like, man, please, no, we're not going to watch you get hurt, and we're not helping you. But it was, she like straight up like walked up to my fucking front door and like knocked on the door. It was just like, hey, can I have that? And I was like, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. I guess. And like the dude was like, there's not even any copper in there. It was just like aluminum and shit. There's like nothing really good worthy like scrap wise for it. She just That's fucking funny. did it, man. Yeah, maybe your husband knows how to work on those things. Yeah, we just kind of figured maybe she would go, you know, she knew someone to get a truck or something. We're like, all right, but no, she was just going to put it in there her damn self. I guarantee she was going to scrap that shit for metal somewhere. Dude, oh, she would try to. Something, man. <laughs> put it on Craigslist. I'm telling you, man. Facebook they, Marketplace. They're fucking mm-hmm. hustlers out there, man. That's yep. all they do. Used, uh, used heat pump. Yep. I need Worked when we took it out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was yeah. So that was that's been kind of the fun stuff for me this week. That's about it, really, to be perfectly honest. I don't know anything else you guys are fucking up to. I'm just kind of hanging around. <laughs> yeah, hope hoping one day that uh, I can be in business. Yeah, Get I just walk right. around looking for open bars. <laughs> <laughs> just the grifter yeah, over here. Got to find that. Uh, got to find that. Uh. But outdoor seating. Yeah, man, it's hard. That's it, hard because even some places with outdoor seating are closed. You, you know what's kind of cool is I went um, downtown Puyallup this morning and hung out with a, a, a buddy. And uh, um, they've uh, blocked out certain parking spots in front of some of the um, like the local restaurants. Oh, that so makes you can't, sense. And they put tables and chairs and shit out there. Um, I thought that was a really neat idea, you know, because yeah. one car is going to park there or you can fit, you know, four tables, you know, maybe 10 people. So. Totally. Well, I, I'd yeah, like to we've see been more cities doing more like more things like that. Yeah, it would be nice. We've been just yeah, the, November in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the other part of it, right? It's like, hey, it's really really cold. <laughs> but at least at least it lets them be open, you know. True, like, true talk. It's way better than just being like, yeah, sorry, you're gonna have to just shut down. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to see the ways people are innovating. Like, I went to this little local Mexican restaurant to get some. Uh, nachos and some margaritas the other night and i didn't even realize it but they had like a whole little area set up outdoor seating in two of their parking stalls right in front of their business and i was like shit i didn't realize we could go here and sit down and have you know drinks that's awesome right and maybe maybe you don't feel comfortable and that's cool don't you know what i mean but some people do and you know they should be allowed to if if they do and that's like like with us we're not 
we're not totally comfortable doing that, but we'll still we're doing takeout, trying all sorts of crazy stuff because the uh, the the restaurant rally finished up last week, so we hit. Yeah, up. I did that. I went to the the nice. mill in uh, in uh, Edgewood. It was really good. The mill. I've never heard of that. It's a new steakhouse. It used to be a Ooh. Hollywood video right there, <laughs> basically right on the corner of like Jovita and Pacific Highway or whatever it is there. The mill. There's a sandwich shop in Edgewood I eat at Oliver's, I think it's called. Mm. I fucking love that place, man. I have had some <laughs> fucked up sandwiches from there, but overall, they, most of them are fantastic. Yeah, we hit up the, uh, psh, fuck, what was it? I just forgot. Oh, Social Bar and Grill down by the Museum of Glass down on Dock Street. Uh, and I had fish and chips. That place is still there. Yep, yeah. I had the fish and chips, the, it, it, which was all right, but Michelle had a salmon burger, and I took a bite of that, and that shit was amazing. And their sweet potato fries were really good. So I used to go there after we'd record. I'd be half flickered up, and Beck could take me to there to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you just ended up at the uh, the other place, the Dock Street. Oh no, no <laughs> news. <laughs> I got a I got a HD a, a City HDS from there. Jesus, that place. What? All right, all right, all right. You just said no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are we invoking HDS <laughs> you, here? Oh, we're not invoking HDS. That seems inappropriate. We, we should vote. <laughs> that might vote. Maybe, maybe that'll have to be like bonus content for our Patreons or something like that. If you want to hear our HDS and want to hear fucking you said 10 minutes of, of, of our X-rated wiener story. <laughs> That's the things you can get with our Patreon. Fuck the hoodies. Hear about our penises. <laughs> but no actually you should be a patreon because jeff is putting out some fucking amazing uh hoodie shit god damn I, I just got a bunch of stuff dude and it's super cool i wore my hoodie all around um puyallup this morning and it's got a giant middle finger in it <laughs> it's awesome yeah c-note fucking had the amazing he posted a picture in our patreon channel of it and he put the hoodie graphic on the back which looks so fucking cool I didn't yeah even i know you could do that that was I, awesome i, I I had to add that, but the oh, um, you're the best, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so the shop—that's the first thing I looked for, and it wasn't offered until just recently to have it put on the back. So I did. <laughs> so I did. So I did it. Oh, yeah. I got a I got a beer one. I got I think I got a, one of the bong ones. I think I got a couple of the beer ones. I don't know. Yeah, oh, so, and actually, sorry, real quick, but um, what? extra large patron shirts. Um, we're we're gonna. We have to order some more. So if you ordered a extra large uh, shirt for our patron stuff, um, it'll be a couple weeks. I think only really one guy's waiting. I think it's C Note. Oh, so okay. Mostly I'm speaking to you, C Note, right now. <laughs> Specifically, but we have well, we have nobody more. We have two more patrons just just came on, and so um, nice. They haven't really given me a size yet, but if if those guys want extra large, they're gonna have to wait. <laughs> Dick. I mean, All I right. meant that. Sorry. <laughs> well, nobody's bought the uh, mug, although we have not advertised it at all. So, yeah, I've did, whatever. I'll just make one that's Grid City Podcast related, and uh, it can either buy it or not, or maybe we'll just give it to the top tier, like what every quarter or something. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can uh, we can uh, figure something out with that, but however, which way, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure something out with that. But if anybody of our patrons or anybody else has any suggestions on what we should do for a Founders mug, Brogan's Cosmic Bottles Founders mugs, fantastic. Yeah, 30% off of cups of beer for life. Hell yeah. And growler, 25% off growler fills and growler fills I got, for, the, for life. I got mine immediately, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to put on it. I don't know yet, man. That's the problem. Uh, if you don't if you don't figure it out, it's going to be uh, something that you're not going to love. No, no. Um, I have to put that order in soon. So. Uh, okay. I'll think of something. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, but, like, because, yeah, I want, it to say, I want it to be cool, but I don't want it to be, like, something I look back on, like, five, ten years from now and be like, why did I put that there? Just put uh, GC. Well, if if you really decide you hate it, you maybe could just buy yourself another one and change it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could. Yeah, just buy myself another. One. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the, all of the reasons why I never get uh, I'll hey, never get just a tattoo. Just hit autumn up and be like, hey, I need another one of these mugs, and it'll cost <laughs> you like fifty bucks to do one, but you could do it. <laughs> just swap them out. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> hey and, Ken, I got a, I got another question for you. Nice. Yeah. What's up? Uh, so speaking of COVID stuff, so do you think there's going to be a really big um, demand for like COVID uh, time movies? Like in the future, people are going to say, oh, yeah, I just love the movies made during COVID. And uh, not only that, but also the subject matter of the COVID. Do you think movies that have the subject matter of COVID going to have any legs to, or is everybody going just to forget about it? I think that I'm notoriously um, bad at predicting what people want. <laughs> well, I can tell you that if you want to know the answer to that question, I just Googled it, and the first thing that came up was Corona movies with coronavirus. <laughs> so <laughs> I will answer yes. <laughs> so I, I think maybe when uh, enough time has, has passed, maybe people will be interested in uh, COVID-19 movies from t- 2020. Uh, I know that when the lockdown stuff uh, first started back in like March, um, a lot of the independent filmmaking sort of forums and whatnot that I'm involved with were just like flooded with people making solo COVID-19 movies. And I was just like, yo, we're all right in the middle of this. Like, I don't give a fuck about your movie that you just made about being fucking in quarantine lockdown. Cause I'm there too. Uh, <laughs> and a movie to me is like a fantasy and an escape. Um, yeah. Right. But there was just this dearth of them that flooded uh, everything. And I'm like, I have personally no interest in making a movie about quarantine or COVID and I'm not interested in watching movies about COVID or quarantine. But I think the movie quarantine, its popularity spiked like 3000 times. when yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw that too. Well, and that was, I mean, just thinking about that, like, uh, Ken, you know, I mean, uh, you and I play, I don't know if you still are playing like Fallout 76. It's a fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland, but guess what? It's mine. It's not what's going on right now. And so even I was trying to play like in video games you're talking about, like even like with other media, uh, I was trying to play Last of Us, but it's about an airborne virus. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of cool with not playing that right now. Right. Totally. It's a little too close to home. I want to have like, you know, 75 years in the far future of uh, a different timeline of American history. Right. No, I actually really wish that Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 had come out in March. Uh, um, yeah. Because, like, you know, I need to clear the next three months of my schedule when that game comes out. <laughs> well, fortunately enough, you'll be able to. Mm. I unmuted all the homies. Unmuted people. Homies got cool. anything to say. Nice. If anyone wants to pop in from the peanut gallery. Looks um, like C-Note still uh, got his mic off or something. He can do what he wants. Well, that happens. <laughs> Sometimes they're working and we unmute them. <laughs> yeah, that was what Joe last time, Joe Tacoma. So, uh, yeah, so far the dog's asleep right now, so we're good. <laughs> so I think you could probably like look at trends and see like what kind of movies or entertainment becomes popular after like significant cultural events. Like, uh, I think after nine eleven, like fantasy like blew up really big. Um, because people wanted to get away from like the gritty realism of like the war movies and stuff like that, that were, that were kind of big before nine 11. Um, so I think that stuff is definitely cyclical and culturally we respond, uh, to big events like that by wanting, uh, to embrace a certain type of entertainment. Um, I'm just pretty dumb at knowing what it is. <laughs> right. Well, if you think back to the eighties, like, uh, Top Gun, Red Dawn all had to do with a cold war. Yeah. Uh, and those were on blockbuster scales. Those weren't even, you know, independent, of course. But, uh, oh, absolutely. I think probably a lot of my favorite movies from the 80s were Cold War movies, like The Man with One Red Shoe and uh, Spies Like Us. Oh, yeah. Spies Like Us is the best. Yep. I got that song on my playlist. Spies uh, Like Us. I'm trying to remember that one. It was uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, and Chase. Chase. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I could pull up the trailer and share it. Doctor? <laughs> Doctor. 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 Man with uh, one red shoe was Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Well, and he too. didn't know he was a spy. That one was silly. I liked it. Wasn't there uh, what was <laughs> the one? I think it was called Gotcha as well was, was one. Yeah, the paintball. Wasn't that the paintball oh, with uh, oh, Revenge of the right. Nerds guy? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, God. Those were good movies, man. That shit just sounds silly. Yeah, tag, the assassination gotcha. game. 
I'm looking on IMDb and yeah. let's see it. I thought it was called Gotcha. So is that a similar trend? Kind of like you were saying how people get like starting fantasy stories after 9-11, kind of like how Lord of the Rings and stuff was written like around World War One, and people trying to escape from uh, those world, you know, the real world into a fantasy world. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, it, it is really about wanting an escape from kind of what just happened culturally. Um, yeah. You know, the, a lot of like Iraq war movies didn't start turning up until, you know, after 2010. Uh, and then all of a sudden there were a bunch of them. The one, yeah. the one that I really liked actually came out in 99 was three Kings. Oh yeah, Three Kings was good. That so, was uh, a solid one. Speaking of eighties movies, uh, you remember the last? Uh, well, one of the last Stallone's Rocky movie when he went to uh, was it Iraq or uh, I think to fight the Afghanistan? The, Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, to fight the Rambo. Rambo three. Yeah. So yeah. fast forward. <laughs> if I, I worked at the AU National uh, Office and they were reaching out to Afghanistan to do sports for for kids during you know the everything going on, and I met an uh, uh, I think it was a general or a vice general something like that. He was like in that war for the Rocky movies, and so I was wow. talking to one of his aides about. I go okay in the movie they did this. He goes oh yeah, and even the the vice admiral says yes. I have a horse. It's a big horse. He said, <laughs> "Holy shit!" <laughs> and they, they play that game with the with the goat skin, you know, where they oh, where they dunk in the tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they they try to get the goat skin through the uh, goals on each yes, side. You know, he crazy. did that, and the dudes around him did this, and they all had like scars behind their ears. They all were uh, captured by the Taliban at one time or another. For Jesus, it, these guys were tough. Dude, people and, in and other cool places are so much harder than us. Oh my God. <laughs> One guy, he made a Gold's Gym because he watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's Gold, uh, Gold's Gym movie or whatever movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in. Pumping oh. iron. He, he, yeah, yeah. He inspired this guy to build stuff out of blown up tank equipment. Jesus. Oh, and and he got arrested by the Taliban for uh, promoting, like he tried to put on a local body show, like a bodybuilding show. And the Tal- Taliban came in and shut him down and threw him in, in Taliban jail, which was not very nice. <laughs> I would imagine not. <laughs> and, and these guys, yeah, you can just see these guys seen some shit. So I'm like talking with them. I'm taking pictures for the AU. And when the general started walking, he reached out and held the hand of the guy next to him and started walking off. And the interpreter looked at me kind of shockingly because he see I saw that. He goes, oh, no, they're not gay. And he goes, that's that's a sign of respect. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'm going to tell these guys not to hold hands. These guys- Dude, I keep trying to hold Scott's hand, but he won't hold right? it. I just want him to know that I'm trying to respect him. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's what I told the lady on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good city podcast, hard dick story. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, like I'm going to stand up and call these guys sissies because they're holding hands. Yeah, right. Fuck no, yeah. Right. Or, or if you're you're not going to argue if they take your hand either, right? You're exactly. Like, okay. right? <laughs> Where are we going, sir? Right, Hold sir. my pocket. Exactly. <laughs> Nicest guys, though. But man, you could just look in their eyes, and it's just like, yeah, they know they know you're going to wet yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like that—that that scene from Saving Private Ryan when leaning into the Jewish guy with the knife slowly is like a bone-chilling scene. But you know those guys that you're talking to, like they've done that yeah. to people, right? Right? Yeah, I felt I felt like such a tool afterwards because I'm just like, oh, in this movie they did this. Is that is that right? And they're going, yeah, you know, not thinking about it. these guys just saw their village get blown up, you know, in real life, you know. Yeah, it's like how it's like. So we're gonna shoot it this way, and they're like, "No, this is how you do it." It was the what the uh, Christopher Lee story with I think it was uh, Guillermo del Toro talking about how it's like, "No, I've actually stabbed someone in the back," or like, "No, that's not how the knife works." Like, you got to make the right sound. I'm telling, I'm telling the story terribly. Never. Yeah, mind. no, I know what you're talking about. I think it was uh, Google it, it was, people. Uh, Lord of the Rings, wasn't it? When Saruman dies, or yeah, maybe not when Saruman dies, but yeah, Christopher Lee was telling Peter Jackson. Like, that's not what happens when you stab someone in the heart because, you know, Christopher Lee knew because he had done it. 
Yeah. Huh. He's badass. And right. thank you for telling that yeah. story correctly. Yeah, he made a metal album too, which or like called yeah. Charlemagne or something. Yeah, it's fucking, it's cool because it's like that old school fucking theatrical metal. Right. I don't like know old, any uh, of this, Iron and you guys are cat. blowing my mind right now. I'm like, what? Who is this person? What you, are you guys talking about? You know who you know Christopher Lee is? One. He's Count Dooku, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you use that one. <laughs> Count Dooku. It's one that every, everybody knows. Okay. Count Dooku. I know. I know. It works perfectly, but it's like, no, uh, not for me. I don't know who that is. You don't oh, know Sorum who is? Oh, you. Oh, Sorum in the White. All right, I got you. <laughs> oh, the old guy, Lord of the Rings. That guy, that guy right there in the Discord channel. Look at okay. him. All right, that's all you had to say. I just didn't know exactly who it was. I still don't believe that you know, and I think you're lying. He was no, in Magneto. He was Magneto in the X Men. He was not shut up. <laughs> it was. It was. Was not Magneto. He was not. That was Ian McKellen. You <laughs> that guy, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, Dooku. See, I've never seen the Star Wars movies. He was Dumbledore. Uh, Forget about this. Yeah, not a Star Trek fan. (laughs) Jeff, you're just saying things. They all look alike. Old white guys with beards all look alike. (laughs) No, it's true. Just like this fucking podcast. Is that Sean Connery there on the bottom? (laughs) Oh, Oh, too soon. R.I.P. You know what? It could be. I I tried to watch The Rock the other night, kind of in honor. It's a good movie. It is. It was just too late, and I'm too old now. I fell asleep. But right. uh, no, I know all my, about being my wife old. and I have been rewatching, uh, watching all of the James <laughs> Bond movies from from uh, Doctor No forward. Uh, see, that's see, I I'm yeah, that's one of those things I, like I never got into as well the Bond stuff. Uh-huh. I might have it's, to do with that with my wife, dude. We did. It's all pretty cool. Indiana I like them. Actually, I had never watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service with uh, Roger Lazenby. Yeah, it was actually super dope. Uh, like the fight scenes are better than any of the Sean Connery fight scenes. Um, pretty cool. The, the guy that plays Bond doesn't have the same charm as Sean Connery. But like overall, it was a fun, fun Bond movie. So how deep are you into it now? Just watched on Her Majesty's Secret Service the other night. Okay. So I think the next one is Diamonds Are Forever and then Roger Moore takes over. Ooh. Oh, I love Roger Moore. He's my favorite. Where are you um, finding these? Uh, Amazon They're all on Netflix, right? Or Netflix or Amazon right now. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to look. Hey, you watched um, Prospect, right, Brogan? Yeah, it was okay. It was you didn't really like it slow. Oh, no. Okay. Have you seen it, Ken? Uh, I have not. Oh, okay. What was Prospect? Was okay. Um, It was just filmed up here. It's got the guy from uh, Narcos in it. Uh, the man. Oh, it's got, I, know, I know what you're talking about. It's got the Mandalorian in it. It, oh. it won some awards. And it was just filmed up here, and I, I, I really liked it. So um, I've been just telling people about it. That's all. Oh, yeah. A teenage girl and her father travel to a remote alien moon aiming to strike it rich. I did just finish uh, Raised by Wolves, which is fucking dope. What is oh, that? Oh, yeah. I really like that. It's uh, it's on HBO. It's, uh, yeah. it's a new series. It's sci-fi. It's very much. Well, it's done by uh, the same guy that did uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Oh. So it's very alien. It's Ooh. It's really cool. Like I heard, yeah, it's Ray- actually super dope. It's got okay. androids, and it's got like a uh, almost like inspired by uh, shit Warhammer forty forty k the uh, like the, the Imperium of Soul kind of thing. Uh, this religious cult based on worshiping the sun. Oh wow! Fucking, it's a, it's a really good series. Like I heard the title of it, and I was like, that sounds boring. So I didn't even put any effort into looking. Now this looks badass. No, it's dope. You should absolutely watch it. Fuck. Okay. Cool. That's another thing I can watch then. Shit. God damn it, I have that and Barbarians on Netflix. I want to watch both of that shit. Yeah, oddly <laughs> enough, oh, Barbarians. No, because the, the guy in that is... Uh, did you watch Vikings? Of course. <laughs> uh, so Ragnar, the main character, Ragnar, Ragnar. Rothbrook, or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's in that. Oh, okay. As well. Yeah, tra- I want to say Travis Fimmel is, is, is his name, I believe. He's, he's a good actor. And... Um, like the whole dynamic between the androids, mother and father, and yeah, it's man. If I say yeah. too much, it just spoils it because yeah, there's don't. so much going on. Yeah, no, check it out; it's worth it. Nice. Uh, we've been watching Doom Patrol. That movie is or that show is strange. Right? I, I heard it's weird. I haven't gotten into it, but it looks neat. It's got Brendan Fraser as a robot. Robot. He's a robot. robot. He's a robot. Wow. 
I had I have never heard of the, I have never heard of this show, and I have n- Brendan Fraser. I thought he just vanished. He kind of did for a while because yeah. he had some shit go down, and he got fat, and everyone's like, "Hey, you're fat," and Hollywood like mm-hmm. hated him or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he got he got like molested or something. Yeah, there was some like really weird, yeah, yeah. like poor creepy shit. I don't know. Well, also somebody uh, made a little video about his career, and like most of the movies he were, was in were flops, were a block buzz, you know, block office flops. Even though they might be cult classics, they didn't make a he didn't make a lot of money. The Mummy had to have made a butt ton of money. Yeah, the money. Yeah, that's the, ex- the exception. Money. <laughs> to the rule. But you remember Monkey Bone? Monkey Bone. Dude, even George Monkey, Monkey Bone, Bone was Monkey Bone was great. Encino Man. That was Man, oh, Cino Man was great. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it made a no lot. No wheezing the juice. <laughs> no right wheezing on. the juice. Oh, my God. Well. <laughs> I... Oh, you know what else Brendan Fraser was in that was dope was Airheads. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was yep. a great one. Yep. They said that's a cult classic, but it didn't make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one wanted to go see that movie, but everyone saw it. And then they're like, that's amazing. Oh, it's like, great. I played D and D too. I was editor of the school magazine. <laughs> See, we need to do another. We need to do a movie podcast. We need to pick one. We do watch one of these. All right, all right. It doesn't have to be Raymond Fraser. Don't fucking lock me into that shit. Right okay. Now. <laughs> do we want to discuss and uh, get some input from others and figure it out, or do we want to just suss it out right now? Airheads is pretty classic, man. Michael McKean, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler. All right, we should do Airheads. Right. I'll watch Airheads. All right, oh, I don't God. think my wife's ever seen that. That seems so oh. easy, oh. man. Dude, no, I want. Well, I, then I want your. Yeah, okay. Well, if you can think of a better one than Scott, Past from the Past, where he lived in a one. time capsule for fifty years because his dad oh thought that the I world was going I said it didn't have to be a Brendan Dude, Fraser I saw movie. That. <laughs> I said that. Brogan, you and <laughs> I saw that movie. Ooh, you know what other Brendan Fraser movie is good as? School? Oh fuck. <laughs> You might as well I, just say, yeah, it's making a Brendan really Fraser movie. <laughs> <laughs> How about we all watch a different Brendan Fraser movie and we report on it? Fucking uh, Scott and his obsession with Brendan Fraser. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, which one then? Fuck it. Let's do one. Airheads. 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 Yeah, let's do Airheads. Mainly because I want, I don't think my wife's seen it, and I want to get her reaction, and I want to get Brogan's wife's reaction. Because I don't think she's gonna. She's just gonna be like, "This is dumb." Whatever. That's a classic. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought Encino yeah. Man was his first movie, and technically it wasn't. He was Sailor Number One in Dogfight. I don't know what that is. I'm looking up his <laughs> shit right now because I was trying to look up Airheads. Was that where he was molested? <laughs> wow, it's not funny, Jess. <laughs> no, that was uh, school ties. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 all right i don't know all right guys i gotta go i feel you some life stuff all we're, right we're wrapping all this up jeff uh not jeff sorry brogan <laughs> i've been i've been drinking still the entire time so we've been having fun <laughs> ken seriously thank you for uh coming on and hanging out uh where can people find your shit so they can uh, find all of it man uh you know i don't actually have a consolidated place to find it. <laughs> i should i should remedy that um, you can you can find Roscoe the Junkyard Cat on uh, Amazon if you have Prime. Um, and, you're do- and you're doing a YouTube podcast as well, right? Yeah, I started doing that, and then I kind of didn't do it anymore because I I made the mistake <laughs> of like I think each of the interviews I shot and I shot like ten of them was like an hour and twenty minutes long. And for some reason, when I started editing, I was like, I need to get these each down to thirty minutes. Oh. Uh, and I got the first couple down to like between 30 and 40 minutes. And, and now I felt compelled to keep doing that. And it made a huge amount of work for myself. And I just kind of stopped doing it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I know, understand that. I was spending that. Uh, many hours a week editing this uh, podcast. And I was like, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why most of the time people get everything in our podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe I'll just release the rest of them without editing them and they'll be long and that's fine yeah they'll just be extended versions more yeah. more bonus content so you put it right. like that and then it's just like the way you sell it yeah or yeah just cut it right down the middle make two 30 minute episodes without yeah there you go 
basically. Well, we Just share for all my patrons. <laughs> well, we share all your stuff on all of our socials, so people can find it on there as well. So I know you got Enter the Mind Dungeon, you got Roscoe on Amazon, you got Dead Drift, you got Penny Palabras. There's so much stuff. You're right. I, yeah, I probably need to make a website where it just links it all. <laughs> well, until you do that, we'll just throw all the links out there whenever you post it. <laughs> Sounds good. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys for listening to us. Again, uh, if you want to help us out with money and get really cool hoodies and stuff, people like C-Note and Eric and Cowboy and so many more, you can go to our Patreon, just patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast. Uh, you can find all of those links at gritcitypodcast.com. And uh, I think that's all we got, right? I think so. All right, man. Hey, everyone, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Grit City Podcast.